Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. The Word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Scripture also said that the just shall live by faith. So faith to God is really important. And again, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing. you got to constantly be exposed to the Word of God. Uh, God desires once we get uh, born again, he desires us to be discipled. We have to be discipled. Jesus says, come learn of me. He wants us to learn kingdom ways. Jesus came representing and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't come preaching religion. He didn't come preaching denominationalism. He came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It's over there in Mark chapter one, verse 14. And in the kingdom, uh, operates a little different from the kingdom of darkness. The world system is referred to as the kingdom of darkness. God's system is referred to as the kingdom of light. And over in Colossians, he says, we've been translating. We, those who are born again, who are saved, redeemed, says we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his beloved son. And with that, we have to realize that uh, we're in a whole new uh, reality. And Scripture in Corinthians calls us ambassadors for Christ. Well, an ambassador represents a nation, a whole new government, another government. And we represent the government of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom from heaven. And uh, we have to learn how to be uh, representatives of that kingdom because we came out of the kingdom of darkness and we oh boy we knew how to represent that kingdom of darkness to the fullest we was programmed in darkness and how to operate on that from birth so now we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds we have to renew our minds to how things work in the kingdom and what god desires of us and that's where the blessings come out of obedience scripture says uh obedience is better than sacrifice and Jesus always talked about his commands. He who does these things of mine, these commands of mine, I'll liken him to a wise man. So he say, whoever does my words, he'll be blessed in what he does. God desires us to do his words. And I just had one scripture for the day, and it's, it's really simple. It's found in Proverbs 14, verse 12. And again, like I say, we come into the kingdom, and I just want to say this. You can't come into the kingdom and make it conform to your word way the kingdom of god you have to come into the kingdom of god and conform to its ways and and it's already established you know jesus is the king of the kingdom forever and forever and forever amen he, you can't vote him in you can't vote him out he, he's sovereign so you, we have to understand that that's why we declare jesus christ is lord lord means owner so now that you've been saved redeemed purchased with his own blood scripture says because he died for us, we ought to live for him. You've been purchased with the we've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So he's our Lord and Savior. Yeah, not just our Savior, but our Lord. Lord means owner, rulership. 
So with that said, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of those ways are death, which means I'm going to revelate that. It just means if you haven't been discipled, haven't been or not being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you'll think maybe your way of doing things is the right way. And I always say, if your way doesn't line up with, with God's way, and God's way is always found in his word. His will is in his words, like wet and water. You can't separate them. So if your ways are always just your ways, you lean into your own understanding, your own opinion, you have to always line your thoughts up with God's thoughts. Hence, he said in Isaiah, my ways and my thoughts are, are higher than your thoughts. So, so are the heavens higher than the earth. So are my thoughts and my ways higher than yours. So now we... As obedient children, ambassadors of the kingdom, children of the Most High God, we have to line our thoughts and our ways up with God's thoughts and ways. Hence, now we'll start manifesting that John 10, 10, experiencing life and life more abundantly. And that's where the blessings come. And a blessing to me means empowered to prosper and succeed in life. And that's what John 10, 10 means. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He wants to be, us to be prosperous and succeed in our life, in our purpose, in our assignment. So with that, we may have to cast down our own thoughts and imagination and, and allow it to be replaced with the truth, the word of God. And the word of God is truth. So we have to do that. You have to remember, he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has to now be renewed to the word of God. And, and, and faith comes by hearing the word of God. And my renewal is going to come as you feed on the living word of God every day. Hence, Jesus said, again, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You have to feed on God's word every day, every day. It's got to be, your, remember, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, our daily manner, our daily revelation. And I always tell people, God's word is constantly giving birth to new facets of revelation. You can get a word from God last year, two years, and you get it again or you meditate on it. He'll start revealing the deep things. So in Corinthians, he say his spirit reveals the deep things of God, the mysteries of God. He'll give you a greater revelation of what that word uh, meant or that scripture meant as you meditate on it or as time passed because it's forever. Remember, it's called seed. It's forever growing. It's forever giving birth to new facets of revelation. So you can't always, I always tell people, don't make a familiar scripture familiar because there's always giving birth to new facets of revelation. So back to this scripture in Proverbs 14, 12, he says, there is a way that seems right unto a man or a person, but the end of that thing is death. He says, so don't, don't just rely on your own unrenewed mind. Scripture calls it a carnal mind. He said, because the end of that way is death, meaning it's not going to bring produce life. It's not going to produce for you what I had in mind, life and life more abundantly. It's death, and death is no way good unless you're crucifying your flesh. <laughs> but he said the end of that way, it seems right to you. It seems right to argue and fuss with your spouse. It seems right not to forgive that person who offended you. It seems right to be a hoarder and, and be a gluttonous and all of that. It seems right to... Because I was raised this way and we always did it this way. No, it's, he say there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it's death. So we don't want to lean to our own understanding. We want to acknowledge God and God and his word are one. We want to acknowledge him in all our ways. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that's your spirit, the real you. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him 
and he'll direct your path. One way we can acknowledge God by saying, well, what you, what's your word have to say about that particular subject? That's how I acknowledge him. I acknowledge him in prayer. I acknowledge him by listening to that still small voice because God wants to speak to you too. We're his children. He wants to say something to us through his Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Romans chapter 8. So he says, acknowledge me. Acknowledge that you heard from me. Acknowledge my word that gave you some light, that gave you some revelation. The Bible says also, the entrance of his word bringeth light. The entrance of his word bringeth light. It illuminates us. Psalms 119, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. So we have to acknowledge the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Yeah, and what does light do? It, it shines brightness, bright in darkness. It shines best in darkness. It works better in the dark. So we have to use his word to light our path, to, to, to lead our lives, because his word is truth. And, and I, I said, talking to my wife this morning, his word is the highest form of reality, truth. God's word is truth. That's the highest form of reality. Anything under to try to exalt itself over his word, it's got to get cast down because his word is the truth. If God shows up today and say, today is Tuesday, guess what? Today is Tuesday because whatever God says out of his word is true. Scriptures say he's not a man that he should lie. And that's one thing that's impossible for God to do is lie. So whatever God says is true. Hence, he tells us as the redeemed. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? What's so? Say what his word says. We have to always say what his word says. And we got to constantly say it. We got to get his word in our spirit. And I was talking to someone this morning about the first uh, part of my renewal and, and making things happen in your life. You got to speak the word. Centurion soldier told Jesus about his servant being healed. He said, I'm not worthy that you come to my house, but speak the word only. We got to start speaking the word of God. We got to really, because words are spiritual seed. It's seed. It's spiritual seed and it goes out. It, it produces a spiritual, natural, and then a physical manifestation in our life. So at the Word Church, the Word of Faith, we teach you first. First thing in discipleship, we're going to teach you about death and life is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. We're going to reinforce that truth because that's the truth. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. It says it in his word. Remember, he's not a man that he should lie. It's in his word. So we learn how to speak faith-filled, positive words constantly, constantly. You've got to let his thoughts be your thoughts, his words be your words. Because Jesus said, it's not me, it's the Father in me, he does the work. And you say, I I'm only saying what my Father told me to say. Because God watches over his word, it says over in Isaiah 55. He watches over his word to perform it. So all we have to do is speak his word. I was talking to someone this morning about David. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, Philistine who comes against the armies of the Lord? Today I'm going to have his head. He spoke the word of God. He spoke truth because God gave him an assignment to go defeat Goliath. So again, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, Romans 12. And we have to renew our minds to, to the word of God, what God said. We have to make that our reality. Remember? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. He's always causes me to triumph. He always gives us the victory. That has to be in your heart, and it's got to come in out of your mouth. Uh, Matthew 12 says, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart or good deposits of his heart brings forth good things. I mean, what are you depositing in your heart and your spirit on a daily? Hopefully you're doing Matthew 4.4. 4, not living by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You got to feed on that every day. And then as a return back to Matthew 4, 12, 
a good man out of the good deposit or good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. He said, and an evil man out of evil treasures of heart brings forth evil things. He said, for by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. That's Matthew 12, 33. So, but he says, by your words you'll be justified, declared righteousness, or by your words you'll be condemned. And you know what condemned is not a good thing. So it's about words. We're on a word planet. This whole earth is upheld by the word of God. It says that in Hebrews. So we have to understand the power of words and, and not say stuff like, remember, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end of death, you can't keep on going around saying I'm broke as a joke. If it wasn't for bad luck, I have no luck at all. You make me sick. All, speaking all this, what the scripture refers to as idle words, non-productive words. And they're not going to be productive as it relates to you having uh, life and life more abundantly. But they are going to come to pass in your life on the negative. You keep speaking in that. You make me sick. I always catch a cold during flu season. Who, who in their right mind would want to catch a cold? So I don't even use words like that. I'm catching a cold. You make me mad. You make me sick. Because I understand death and life is in the power of the tongue. And a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. So I'm, I'm mindful and I'm growing in the knowledge of that to speak faith-filled, positive words. Because, again, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it's death. So we have to learn the ways of the kingdom. And the kingdom you know, you speak faith, feel positive words. Just think about Jesus. Everything he spoke, it came to pass. He didn't say nothing that he didn't want to come to pass. And again, I tell people about going to church. What are you learning? What are you doing? Are you going there just to waste a couple hours and, and check that off? Oh, I went to church Sunday. Or you're going to get some revelation, some teaching. You got a yearning, but now you got to get some learning. Jesus said in Matthew 11, come learn of me. He said, come learn about me. And he represents the kingdom of God, the kingdom from heaven. He says, come learn of that. My burdens are easy and my yoke is light. And I'll, I'll give you rest for your souls. That's Matthew uh, chapter 11. Go read it. But uh, that's what he wants us to do, learn of us. And then in Colossians uh, 2, 6, I believe, he says, as, you've been, as you have received Christ grounded and rooted in him, so walk in him as you've been taught by him. Yeah, the things you're learning from the kingdom, you got to now start living those things out. And I always tell people life is going to give you an opportunity to demonstrate the word of God in your life, to claim, to find out what you really believe. Because life happens as you're doing it. People are going to offend you. They're going to flip you off. Uh, relatives, things are going to happen where you gonna have to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is, that your mind has been renewed and you think like a kingdom citizen. Yeah, remember, Scripture says we're in this world but not of this world. You have to understand that we're from a whole new kingdom, a whole new nation <laughs> that God wants to manifest here on earth as it is in heaven. He's going to use us, the body of Christ. And Jesus is the head of that body. We're the body parts. We're the extremities. We're the hands and feet. We're God's representatives on earth. Hence, ambassadors for Christ. We're representatives of another nation. And we're here to advance the kingdom of God, not to advance religion, not to advance our denomination, but the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't talk about no denominations and no disrespect to denominations out there. I'm just saying what Jesus came preaching. He came preaching the gospel of the kingdom and gospel means the good news. Yeah. He didn't come preaching brimstone, held in brim, fire and brimstone. He came preaching good news. And I always tell people, well, what's good news to a poor person? Well, you don't got to be poor no more. What's good news to a sick person? You don't got to be sick no more. What's good news to someone with low self-esteem? You don't have to have that anymore. 
He said, come learn to me. And just think about, I always tell people, I keep it simple. Everybody Jesus encountered, they were blessed as a result of encountering him, especially as he ministered to them and they received it. Not the ones that didn't receive it, of course, you know, they were offended. But those who received it, the woman at the well, the lepers, the blind guys, it, the list goes on and on, feeding the multitudes. Everybody was blessed as a result of encountering Jesus as they received and expected something. And Jesus would always ask people, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? And he did it. And the scripture says in First John, as he is, so are we in this world, referring to Jesus. We're Jesus's hands and feet. We're his body of Christ. He's the head of the body, which is the church. Again, not a building, people, saints. We're the saints in light. So again, I'm just going to go back to the scripture. I'm going to keep referring to it over and over. Proverbs 14, 7. There is a way which seems right to a man, but in the end, it's, it's death. So if your way, you want to make it your way or the highway, he said, it, it may seem right to you, but in the end of death, if it's not God's way. And, and the Bible says God is love. He's not hate. You got to remember, if you're part of a hate group and all that, talking about you're a Christian. No, God is love. It says it in First John. God tells us all in the scriptures as it relates to answer prayer. He said at the Mark eleven twenty four, say, what sort of things you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you have. We usually stop there. But verse 25 say, and if you have anything against anybody, you should, you need to forgive them or your father won't forgive you. So that's kingdom way. We forgive people. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to forgive people, extend forgiveness. Guess what? Because we've been forgiven. We've been forgiven of all our sin. He said he's taken our sin and thrown it as far as the the east is from the west. He said he won't remember it no more. He blotted it out. Then he tells us, now remember, give us this day to read, forgive us for our sins, and forgive those who sinned against us. Don't forget to extend forgiveness to others. And we as the church, we seem to forget that. And I know the scripture talks about in Timothy, you know, and James, don't be a forgetful hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, and then you'll be blessed. So these things we have to meditate on. We have to feed on this word. And part of meditating it is feeding on it, chewing it up, musing it, getting all the nutrients out of it. You have to do that if you want to be successful in the kingdom of God. If you want to fulfill purpose and assignment, you have to do it God's way, not your way. And when I say your way, I'm referring to an unrenewed mind way. Bible refers to it in Corinthians as a carnal mind, as a baby Christian. God wants us to grow up, grow up into the head, which is Christ Jesus. That's what pleases him. And I desire to be fully pleasing to the Lord because that's what he wants. And that's what he's called us to. He calls us to fulfill our highest calling in Christ Jesus. It says in uh, Ephesians chapter two, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we should walk in them. That means fulfill our purpose. And God has a great purpose for every creation, especially when you get born again. Oh, man, you got another shot at the title. You got, you've been born again. So now you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to be discipled. And I tell people, you can get discipled good or bad. So, and God desires that we have good success. Just ask Joshua. He said in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law, referring to the word of God, he said it should not depart from you. But you shall meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God's committed to us having good success. Yes, he does, because he has an assignment. He has a purpose for us in life. So he wants us to fulfill our highest calling. So I tell people, you know what? You get born, saved again, get baptized in the name of Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
and get yourself in a good Bible-based church, a good Bible-based church, and start growing up and get in where you fit in. Find out, you know, what your spiritual gifts are. If you're in the church and they're not teaching you about spiritual gifts and purpose and assignment, I get out of there fast and run because God has a purpose. And when you get born again, now you're positioned to fulfill your purpose here on earth. And it's always on earth as it is in heaven. Ooh, that's it right there. That's God's desire to give, bring heaven to earth, to advance the kingdom of God. And it's the kingdom of God, but it's the kingdom from heaven. So again, we have to, uh, scripture says in all you're getting in Proverbs 4, 7, it says wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get understanding. You got to get understanding out of God's word. And uh, again, in Colossians, he prayed that we may be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And you know, most Christians are emptied of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. But God said, no, no, no. I want you guys to be filled. Remember Jesus said, those who are filled with the spirit out of their bellies should flow rivers of living water. That's what God wants. He wants our, out of us. When people encounter us, come in contact, he wants the river, living waters to just, just flow out of us. Cause people are res- blessed as a result of the word scripture says in the beginning was the word and just speak a word he said he sent this word well we're representatives we have a word from god we have a word from the kingdom of god to you and remember the entrance of his word bring it light he said his word is like a medicine a medicine it, it produces healing it sets up the environment for healing to take place so we got to understand that and jesus is referred to as the living word of god and he's our Lord and Savior. He's our great high priest. He's our, our, our great shepherd. And again, he's he's given us some instructions in this word how to live life and have life more abundantly. He said in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. And I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, the sharpest one. But I understand that the fruit comes off the branches. He said, I'm the true vine. My father's the vine dresser and you are the branches. Every uh, branch on me that does not bear fruit, I, I prune it. And everyone that bears fruit, I, I prune it so it'll bear more fruit. So I tell people, you know what? You're pruned if you do. You're pruned if you don't. <laughs> so God, he's going to prune us prune us so we can produce more. He He delights. The scripture says in that same text, John 15, he's glorified when we bear much fruit. That's fruit to the kingdom. That's fruits of righteousness, love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, the fruit of the spirit, love, faith. He wants us to demonstrate that fruit here on earth and a result people get blessed by encountering and experiencing us. If somebody see you and they always want to break left and don't want to engage you in conversation, you might want to check up on your love light. You want to check on what type of fruit you're uh, displaying out there. You shouldn't look like as a Christian, look like you swallowed a sour prune every time somebody see you. He said, I send you out with joy. Scripture says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We should be joyful always. We should always have a smile on our face. Scripture even says when you're going through trials and tribulations, count it all joy. He said, count it all joy. Don't think it's strange. And again, this is where the rubber meets the road, church. You have to be a doer, not just a hear of this. And life happens as you're doing it. You're going to have some circumstances that are going to come against you. you have, we have an adversary called the devil. He's our opposition. He's going to send people. He's going to send circumstances to get us off the mountain, the mountain of joy. So we have to, Scripture says, fight the good fight of faith. It says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by faith. You have to be proactive in in, in doing the things of God. 
Scripture is talking about endeavor to keep the unity. You have to be proactive to keep unity. Scripture says, and all have to do with you live peaceably with all people. You have to endeavor to do that. You have to be proactive. You got to put some energy in that. I was talking to my wife this morning about just personal development with Christians. You know, we think stuff's just going to happen by osmosis. No, you have to commit to something. You have to commit to uh, spiritual spiritual development, personal development. I have books and tapes and teachings and CDs and cassettes. I'm always feeding on the word of God or something that's going to personally develop me because I'm preparing. I'm always preparing for the, the assignment, the next assignment for where I'm going. And again, we just want to go to church on Sundays and think we're going to get that snack on Sunday and it's going to sustain us all week. Not going to happen. Jesus said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Well, we eat natural, physical food, natural food every day. You need to feed on that word every day, every day, every day. That's how faith's going to grow up in you. That's how your spirit, your spirit loves to eat the word of God. It'll live it. It'll eat on it every day because it's the truth. And the truth, Jesus says, sets one free. And whom the son sets free is free indeed. Jesus wants us free, free to fulfill our purpose, free to fulfill the assignment and the call that he's placed on our life scripture say he knew us before we was formed in our mother's womb and he knows the plan and the purpose that he has for us he sanctified us separated us set us apart for his purpose and we have to understand that so as you start studying the word again i tell people get in a good bible based church get in the word church and you're more than welcome to come and visit us at rhema word of faith the word church we're located at 574 east 12th street chico california we're a non-denominational church we're, we're multiracial, multicultural, multigenerational. We're a church without walls. We're a church that loves people. And most of all, we love the Lord. So I want to encourage you, you know, get in and go and ask people, you know, pray and ask God where he wants you at in the body of Christ and what congregation he wants you on. I'm doing a whole teaching about, you know, congregations. If you think about it, there was 12 tribes, 12 congregations. Everybody was assigned to a congregation. You couldn't pick your own. A lot of people out there, they're church shopping. They're picking their own church. And God says, no, I want to direct your path as it relates to what congregation you should be in. I know where you want, I want you at. I remember when I got born again, God sent us to neighborhood church here in Chico, African-American family, to a predominantly all-white church. Oh, it didn't seem like we were supposed to be there, but we understood we were supernaturally led there. We stayed there for nine whole years and was a part of the ministry. We got involved in, in ministerial activities and, and met some wonderful people there, still good friends and brothers and sisters in Christ. But we didn't lean to our own understanding. We acknowledged him and he directed our path. I'm out of time, but I'm definitely not out of word or faith. And I want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. This broadcast has been a blessing to you. We ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.